Hello, uh, so welcome to a special episode of Mistaken Identity Beyond the Ballpark. Um, I like to archive and put things into history about important people um, at Wrigley Field. And I thought it was important to do a uh, episode uh, just to have something in the archives about Pete who uh, just passed recently. Um, I've got uh, Loretta here joining me, Kathy joining me. Um, I just ran in from church because while I'm all dressed up, it was not a part of the plan. <laughs> I um, went to church at 11 a.m. as Baptist. I'm like, surely I'll be home by 3 o'clock. And uh, I was not. So that is why I was dressed up. So that's why I wanted to explain that part real quick. But Loretta, how's it going, Loretta? Good. It's going real good. How was your grandma's celebration? Oh, it was great. It was amazing. Again, again at 11 a.m., but we're Baptist. So, you know, the hats and the all white and the pomp and things like that. I'm like, it's 245. <laughs> I got to get out of here. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, yes. wow. um, so I got my, um, I got my fried catfish after the church to go. Um, and I'm here. Uh, and uh, Kathy, how you going, Kathy? How's it going? I'm doing all right. Um, was dealing with the <clears throat> traffic last night, unfortunately, in, in the loop. They had a bunch of the Roads closed off, but other than that, doing good. All right, so I'm going to go. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Kathy, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I was 10 feet away from pulling into a gas station because I needed gas, and um, the CPD would not let me pull in and said, You have to go up to the next gas station. <laughs> Got to go up. Got to get on the highway. Get on uh, Eisenhower and go to the next uh, gas station instead. It's like, okay, maybe I'll run out of gas before I get there with the traffic and everything. And because the, there was construction on the uh, Eisenhower, and so anyway. Glad you made it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Had to take the long way home. But that's all right. Uh, so I want to walk us through this. It'll be a, a small episode, thirty minutes. Again, I do want to archive uh, Pete. Uh, I'm going to start with um, Kathy because you all started together uh, and it's been what, 21 right. seasons I think it is? Right. Yes. We both started in 2003 um, and got our 20 year service pins last year together. And so, yeah, this was our 21st season. So do you have any uh, stories you'd like to share about uh, Pete? I know you are, both of you are in the lower bowls, so you probably were way more than I have so uh, I'm sure you got some something to share but uh anything you want to anything you want to share about working with Pete Kathy um really just uh and a lot of other folks have expressed this since uh, Pete's pass passing but one thing with me I notice um like he would remember everything we talked about like he would ask like before my mom passed away, he would ask how she was doing. Um, and then he would ask about Walgreens and that's my full-time job. Um, he would ask about the theater, what's playing at the theaters right now. And um, knowing that I work for Broadway in Chicago also. So like he just seemed to always remember everything about what we talked about in the past and would always would always ask. And then another thing is I, I got to be where it got to be where I would just 
whenever I'd see him, I kind of just hold my arms out like this. Hey, Pete, how you doing? And he would just laugh, um, his, his cute laugh and just, you know, hold out his arms and, you know, always a big hug and, and kiss for everybody. And, you know, that was, it was just always special to see him every day. Okay. And then Loretta also supervised. So a lot of you are probably watching it for the first time, but this is going to be made public. Uh, I forgot to say this, but we're all supervisors <laughs> um, <laughs> at Rigby Field. For those of you that are watching this, they will be public. Um, for Loretta, so you worked with him, Loretta, as a GSA and supervisor or only supervisor? As, so I started in 2014, so it's my 10th season. So um, I became a supervisor in 2019. So probably the first time I worked with him would have been 2015, I suppose, you know, seeing him there in the lower bowl and that was always his spot. Um, so it was easy to go search for him kind of. Um, but a memory I have of him, one of the like first memories that I can really, really recall is a concert. And it was a pretty intense concert. There was a lot of people dancing and singing and just right around him. And there was a lot of smoke at this particular concert. Uh, I don't remember what one it was, but I remember passing by his section and he was sitting there and he was just kind of surrounded by all these people. <laughs> and I said, Pete, I said, do you need some water? And of course, Pete would always say, oh, no, it's OK. And I was like, yeah, um, I think I'm going to get you some water. So I remember bringing him back a bottle of water and the people around him at the concert, they were all kind of taking care of him, too. Um, but he was such a trooper like that. Like, you know, even the Guns N' Roses concert that we just had, which was 100 degrees, Pete was there. He was there and taking care of his section and. It's incredible to me. He just he just was such a staple. Like we were so accustomed to seeing him in that spot all the time. Right. Yeah. And I, I uh, one one story. Sorry, Frank, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say one story my uh, my husband Bob tells. Um he's an SSA there and he said he would be working Wonderland uh this past uh winter and He'd look over, it'd be 20 below windshield, and there would be Pete standing there working, you know, and smiling away. He's like, one of the last people that should probably be out there on a 20 below windshield day, and there's Pete, you know, just just having a good time and helping people. And, you know, just, I mean, like Loretta said, I mean, one extreme heat, and then the other's cold, but he didn't care. He was always there. Yeah. So I, it's, this is going to be funny, and this is, and they were doing my business. So I, on the security side, uh, you know, I would be training preseason, uh, and I bring up Pete in my security training all the time. And I want to tell you why. And it's not during the game, too, because I, I get all the time, people raise their hand and say, do we really got to stand for three hours? Or they'll say, isn't it too cold to be outside? And I always say, <laughs> there's somebody over the age of 90 that works here all the time, all, doesn't complain, and you are 18 years old, and you're asking me, so I use Pete all the time in my examples, and it's true, and I want I wanted people to realize that I wasn't just making that up. Uh, Pete comes to work, he's on time. I think he dropped, did he drive to work or take the bus to work? Yeah. I think he did a bit of both, yes. Yeah. Yes, and these Some people that are 18, 19, complain to me about their, about their, their 
only, I only get 20 minutes. That wasn't enough time. Or it's too cold. I'm just like, you not, do you all not know uh, what goes on? <laughs> Laura Bowl. And this person is over 90. <laughs> I personally have never, he may have complained to you all. I know I, to be frank, I have never, I don't care how hot it was, how cold it was, extra innings, whatever. I have never heard him complain. <laughs> no, I never did. Never. No. Yes, yeah, so I, I use him as my example all the time. Um, yeah. In those uh, in those settings, um, so I want to know uh, for you all. You know, when you heard about what happened, um, where were you at? What were you doing? I'm gonna just start real quick. So I was actually at home, and um, Supervisor Eric uh, Eric had sent me a text because Eric lives across the street from Pete, which I did not know uh, until recently. But uh, so Eric, I guess. Um, he didn't come to work, I believe. Was that right? He didn't come to work that day, correct? So that That's was, right. right. He didn't. Home base, couldn't reach him or whatever. So somebody asked Eric to go across the street to go and uh, uh, check on him. And he went across the street. And I guess the family was there. Uh, I'm even missing some pieces of this. But the family was there. So uh, I got a text from Eric uh, you know, telling me that uh, you know Pete passed and you know let, let Sam know and what have you. And uh, I didn't really even know how to... To respond in that moment, uh, just but you just sort of think that Pete was going to be around. You just sort of, even though somebody's ninety, you just sort of feel like this is never going to happen. This, you know, you just saw him at the two ten meeting with Patrick Wisdom. He was in the front of the photo, which is ironic, but um, you just didn't know how to respond. You don't know what's going to happen, so I literally responded back, okay, because I didn't, I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really process it, and then I may have text um, one of you two. I may have text next. Um, and yeah, you text, text still me. really did not, uh, you know, did not talk to Mary, uh, uh, uh I'm like, this, this is actually really what was happening. So, uh, I'm just curious for you all, how did you get the news? You know, what was going on at, at that moment? I, I was at home, it was Labor Day, of course. So, um, you know, we had a full house, packed house, but I was at gate four that day. So um, I was home and I was sitting there and I looked at um, Facebook and I don't get alerts for the messaging, but I happen to look at it. And uh, the uh, Cubs supervisors, the girls, we have like a little chat <laughs> going on and it said something in there and Rahaf was kind enough to send me something, but she didn't really, um, she alluded to something. And that's when I looked at the other uh, text. I, at first I was with Rahaf, I was, um, you know, I thought she got hacked. You know what I mean? I was just, it was just so strange. And, um, I called Jeremy, um, first and it was just so like, you know, when you're on the phone and you have bad news, you, you just, you take that breath, like a, a pause and it's just really hard because it's hard to hear it on the, on the other end. So I tried really hard to, uh, you know, be articulate, which was kind of impossible um, because I, you know, Jeremy and, and then I talked to Jim as well. Um, you know, they worked with him the most and like Mike Magliano. So um, it was just uh, such a shock because you thought that he would live forever, yeah. you know, as crazy as that sounds. And, you know, all these years I've, when you said he never complained, he never complained. Um, I've never heard a bad word from him or about him or anything. I mean, he was just universally uh, loved by so many 
people. And what Kathy was saying, he'd give you like a kiss and a hug and his um, beard or his facial hair. <laughs> Scruffy, sometimes. Yeah. you know what I mean. But he just had such a. I think I was just so stunned, you know. Yeah. And then I, I made a few phone calls, and uh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think for me, I, I was stunned as well. I'm. Bob and I were on the way home from the game. We had both worked the game, and uh, we were sitting in traffic. And I got um, Bob was driving, so I was looking at my phone and. I got a text from Rahaf and she just said, hey, hey, I have some bad, some sad news. And she said, yeah, Pete Pantos. And I just went, no, 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 no. You know, just, you know, shook my head. Just no, 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 no. Like that can't be. And, um, and so Bob said, what, what's going on? And I told him, you know, just, um, you know, like Loretta said, just very shocking. And, never heard a bad word about Pete from anyone. And, um, you know, I, I hadn't realized that he wasn't, hadn't been there that day. Uh, cause I was, I think I was working the bleacher gate that day. And, um, so I, I didn't even know about that story about how he wasn't there and they contacted home base. And, um, as we always do, if somebody, you know, isn't doesn't show up, we always, you know, call home base and say, hey, did this person clock in or did they call out or what's going on and um, come to find out, you know, that he, he hadn't been there. And, um, you know, I think just really, really um, hit me hard. Um, I don't know. I, I, and I said, even texted to Rahaf, I said, I, I'm sorry, I, I don't even know what to say and um, um, and then from the Cubs gals uh, chat that we have and just um, you know getting more details um, started being more real you know? yeah. so. Um, so then uh, I got a text from Grant and Grant is like Frank we need to uh, uh, you know we need to, there should be a 210 meeting tomorrow and then you know, Sam and all of them, and then we got to the next day, and this was the first two ten meeting of its kind that I can remember. Uh, you all correct me if I'm wrong, but it was the first one that I remember that was like this. I believe Kelly Bill made hundreds of those ribbons um, that we all wore, um, and I was perfectly fine until Kelly couldn't get through the conversation, and then I found myself, you know, I'm like, well, just seeing Kelly in that moment. Uh, was surreal for me. I've never seen that before. But uh, what are your thoughts on the that special uh, two ten meeting that we have? Uh, we'll go with the Reddit and then Kathy. The, the two ten meeting. It was so. It was so lovely. It was just um, to see everybody kind of gathered there. You know, for him, I did kind of um, stay to the sideline just in case I got too upset. Um, and uh, I stopped at the dollar store before work and I bought a bunch of like. Um, tissues for people <laughs> just in case anybody needed it when people started clapping and then you saw the video board um with him on there I mean that was so um just unbelievably touching and uh I don't know like I felt like he was with us then you know yeah, yeah. it was a good 
meeting and I thought it was a really good way to honor him. Um, yeah, and I assume Sam and everybody was bombarded with like emails saying, hey, let's do something or, you know, this happened and yeah, it was a good meeting. Yeah, I was <clears throat> working in uh, Gallagher Way that day. And so I wasn't uh, even gonna, I wasn't even sure I would be able to go to the meeting, but I, I did get away and I, I didn't see the video board at first. Um, I got, Kelly was almost done reading her, um, her remarks and everything when I got there. So I, um, so I really just heard, I heard a little bit of what Kelly had to say and then I heard, uh, and then they invited folks to come down and, and say something if they, if they felt like they wanted to or could. And for me, it, hit home when um when jeremy came down and then when jimmy kearns got up and uh you know he came back i was like you loretta i was kind of off to the side um because i got there late i didn't want to you know kind of interrupt and go into the middle of it so um i stayed off to the side and uh both jeremy and jimmy came past or came toward me when they were done and Jeremy just kept walking. He, he kind of had a hard time uh, composing himself. And so he kept walking, I think went back over to his normal spot. And then uh, Jimmy came over and he was just you know, really visibly upset. And um, so I gave him a big hug and that's when it really hit me, I think was when the two of them came and spoke came up and spoke. Yeah, hearing uh, Jim Kearns uh, talk about um, uh, Pete and Ray Rivera, that was a good lighthearted moment. Because uh, you all knew Ray, you know, you know what Jimmy was saying with you. <laughs> uh, yeah. And a uh, big shout out to uh, Ray Rivera as well. Eric keeps in touch and lets us know how he's doing. Um, and then, so there was a, a, a tribute, I think Loretta made it, maybe Rob as well. There were some flowers and I think Bloom in that section where um, Pete work. Uh, the last day of the homestand, uh, Kelly and I began the process of discussing what to do permanently there, right? We can't, you know, have flowers forever or they don't last and it gets cold outside. Right, right. Um, so Kelly and, I, Kelly and I did begin the process at the last homestand about um, what would be permanent. Uh, I brought some things about uh, something in the ground there, the letter P, and she brought up uh, maybe one of the chairs. So we are in their process, but there will be something permanent um, there in that section. Um, and then from there, I want to end on, we all have a chance to go to the uh, funeral of my first ever Greek Orthodox anything, by the way. Um, so it was a, uh, a learning process for me. Um, I said in the back, you all were closer than me, so you probably have a better view of things, but uh, Loretta, I'll start with you first. Um, you know, your thoughts on what I thought was an amazing funeral uh, service for my first time being at a Greek Orthodox service. It was so interesting. I hadn't been to a Greek Orthodox church either. It's very ornate and very beautiful. I was surprised it was on the second floor. That was interesting. Um, and the funeral itself was also so interesting how uh, the service really catered to 
so much to him and so much to his life as it should be when it's a celebration of life ceremony but uh to bring in for um the father he's called um to bring in baseball analogies and things like that and then personal things about him and uh there was so many cub staff there that you know filled the church and i know there were quite a few that would have wanted to be there as well um not easy on a a monday but uh we were so blessed that the family uh, you know that they waited um i suppose or maybe it just worked out that way uh that it would be on a you know a non-game day but it was just really nice and then the, the end um uh, you know, at the end when we all got to kind of say goodbye and then we got to go up to the casket and uh, the Cubs family, I don't know exactly who it's from, but they had two beautiful Cubs like uh, wreaths there. And then I know there was one that said Cubs family on it. That was just gorgeous. And even the other flowers were Cubs colors, which was, you know, really incredible to me, but it was um Yeah, I just felt like it was a really beautiful ceremony for such an honorable uh, man, you know, such a great uh, person that I will will just miss him forever, you know. Um, Going back to what you were saying about the the section, uh, it's hard. Nobody really wants to sit there. They'll sit on the other end, you know, but... um, I had a uh, I had a meeting. I was eventually in the lower bowl, and I said, um, you know, maybe one way to honor him is to just sit near where he sat, you know, to look at that view that he had, and then you can, you know, think of him, you know, in that moment. But um, another person, Ben Cass, actually said maybe do a chair like um, his name plate on the back of a chair or something like that. That might be a really good way to, he'll always be there for us, but it'd be nice to have something kind of marked off a little, you know. Okay. Um, You were at the funeral, Kathy? Yeah. um, I thought the analogy, like Loretta said, was uh, quite interesting. And especially, you know, he mentioned um, innings one through nine. And, you know, just try to live your life as best you can through innings one through nine and, you know, having a good life all the way through. And um, I think Pete had that. I think he was, you know, kind of living a best life in a way. I mean, he was, he was still very sharp. He was still going to work. He was still, you know, I don't know, just loved by so many, just, you know, I don't know, we don't know if he had any real illnesses or anything. He never really talked about anything like that. But, um, you know, he he was kind of living, you know, almost what you'd think of as a best life um, up until right until the end. And um, but I, I thought that tr- the funeral was very interesting. And also that his daughter, I talked to his daughter um in the receiving line and she said that that's where he wanted to he wanted to come home to that church his his father had been a priest there um for about 10 years the the pastor had said or the priest said during this the service that 
his that Pete's father had been there from I think it was 1935 to 1945 as a, a priest there, and so it was kind of he, him coming home is what his daughter said, and it was a nice tribute that there were so many Cubs employees, past and present. Um, there were some I, uh, people I haven't seen in a few years that aren't at Wrigley anymore. Uh, so I thought it was a very nice tribute to, to Pete in that way that so many of us were there. And like Loretta said, I know there were more that yeah. wish they could have been there. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I, I'll say in the back again, I noticed that there are a lot of staff. There's, there's enough staff here to fill the lower bowl right now. We could be actually get into the work. There's a lot of, and I saw Wayne <laughs> yeah. Messmer. I saw Wayne Messmer. I think, yeah, I saw Wayne Messmer. Right. Yeah. Wayne Messmer um, was there. Yeah. I saw Daniel Alexa. I saw mm -hmm. there, uh, so all the home base girls. But yeah, it, I mean, it was a pretty good uh, show of support from the Cubs. Um, again, that that one side that we're on, that went way back back to where I was at. People were behind me and behind me, mm -hmm. so um, a pretty good show of support uh, for Pete. So I'm gonna let you all have some your final thoughts. But I just wanted to say uh, to those of you that are out there, we did this. I wanted to have some kind of archive. Uh, that can be around forever, long after I'm gone, uh, so that future generations can know about Pete. Uh, of course, we could have invited anybody to do this. We have been scheduling this off and on several times, trying to fit in our schedule, uh, which is why we'd have more, more of you all on here. But I want to invite you all to leave your stories uh, to be archived in the comments section down below uh, so that you can be a part of this as well. So it's not just us three. But you can have your say, and people years from now will be able to read what you thought about Pete. So, final thoughts. I'll go with Loretta and then Ken. I, um, again, you know, we loved him the most. That's what I feel like. We loved him the most. And um, if we can, you know, honor our lives like he lived his life, just, you know, having warm thoughts of him, you know. Um, that's what I want to do. That's how I want to remember him and just his smile and his laugh. And um, yeah, so that's that's one way I'm going to continue to honor him and also to, um, you know, show grace and kindness to uh, the other GSAs and family members who, who are grieving him, you know, as well, too, just to know that we all feel that tremendous loss. But uh, how blessed are we to have worked with him, you know, for such a long period of time, especially you, Kathy, too. Um, and like Eric as well, who, you know, spent 21 seasons, you know, with him. So, you know, we're all just very blessed. Yeah, absolutely. I think blessed is a really a good way to put it. Um, and, you know, Eric, and Pete and I all started the same year, along with Dorothy and uh, Melly down in home base and Ben Cass. Um, and I'm sure I'm forgetting some others, but you know, it was just, an, it was just an, a blessing and an, and an honor to work with Pete. I mean, I think one thing that I found out at the service uh, that I was unaware of was that he actually played in the minor leagues. Yes. In addition to, um, playing at Wrigley Field for that all-star, essentially what was considered an all-star game um, where he played for Ty Cobb. 
he actually played for the Phillies minor league um, in the Phillies minor league system. And I found uh, his, his page on baseball reference. I saw that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he actually played one season in the minor leagues in 1948 and um, played in, I believe it was Kansas and then Wisconsin. So he played for two teams, uh, class D, the class D team and the class C team, which of course they don't have those classes anymore uh, in the minor leagues. Uh, but just thinking, um, you know, how, how wonderful that, was and the fact that he actually you know if he had made it to the major leagues you know how his life would have been different and we may not have even known him and um you know just an just an honor to get to work with him every day and and see him and uh and just try to um i guess for me i'll try to um keep his his attitude about things and try not to complain you know you know because uh, he, he I never heard him complain about anything and he would he would show up every day and just do do his job and and be happy and make other people around him happy so I can only hope that going forward I can I can emulate some of that. Uh, I'm glad you brought up baseball that he played because people always ask me, why is it called mistaken identity? Why not call it something that's, that lets people know that it's about staff or whatever? And you brought up a good point because how many people did not know that Pete played baseball, that he knew Ty Cobb or whatever? Uh, they just think that he's an usher at Wrigley Field, uh, which is the hard, it's mainly the reason why we call this mistaken identity people think that we're just ushers or we're just supervisors or just security or whatever but we're lawyers and doctors and minor league ball players so i'm uh, glad you brought that up uh so again if you want to help us archive archive pete show your memories down in the comment section this episode is free for everybody uh anywhere leave the episode leave a comment downstairs downstairs i'm ready to eat as you all can see downstairs <laughs> Leave a comment down below. <laughs> Leave a comment down below. And uh, this will be cleaned up on the podcast version, by the way. So this will be edited out. Those of you watching, you all are seeing all of this, but the public version will be edited all up and nice and neat. You should leave it in. I think it's <laughs> Yeah, you should leave it in. <laughs> all right. Um, oh, I wanted to show you one thing. So this was the, are these called? I'm Baptist. I'm not sure. He's called prayer cards. Is that really, are this, is that mass really cards, I think. Yeah, prayer card, mass uh, card. We don't, yeah. we don't have these in our, in our denomination, but I, I did one to show oh. this clearly. Yeah. Um, I thought they were called prayer cards. I'm not sure what they're called, but um, this is what was given out there at the uh, search. I want to show you all that are watching. So, uh, Loretta, um, Kathy, Thank you for joining us, scheduled around several times. We've been trying to find a way to do this. We got this in uh, today. And uh, I will forever be grateful. And I will catch the rest of you all uh, on the next episode of Mistaken Identity Beyond the Ballpark. All righty. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>